It is Tuesday, September 20th, 2022. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. Producer Dan is back with us for the first time in a few days. It's good to have him as well. Hello, Plouffe. How you doing, man? What's up, C. Rosie? You know, I'm just over here defending my fort. I got kids running into my studio with ATVs, uh, fevers running rampant, stuffy noses, but that's just being a parent. You know what I mean? I'm doing oh, yeah, great. Believe me, I know it all. I know it all. Best part is when you got kids and they start throwing up on you. There's nothing better than that one. It's like, just go to the toilet, bro. Come on, you can do it. Yeah. Yeah, no, can't. I know. It's like their body shuts down and all of a sudden they look <laughs> like, and their head starts spinning. It's horrible. Well, I hope that uh, Teddy and Isla feel better. We hope that everybody's having an amazing world out there wherever you're consuming us via our podcast or on our YouTube channel or live on the AMP app, which you can join us every Monday through Friday at 1130 a.m. Eastern. Just download it on your iPhone so you can be a part of the discussion. And I will say this. I know the Philadelphia Eagles are very good, and I know Mm. it's big league when Bryce Harper and James Harden are showing up front row. Do we think that Harper borrowed Mike Trout's tickets last night? He could have, um, or, you know, he also has like a shit ton of money, Chris. I don't know if you know that True. the guy's uh, worth probably around half a billy. So I think he can afford his own tickets. Nice seats. Those are, those are really cool down on the ground level, leather back chairs. I mean, that is yeah, for like people like you, like the real spoiled right. rich people. No, nice seats. believe me, the NFL doesn't give away their tickets to its employees. Um, they definitely don't. Uh, I couldn't tell from the shot of Harper on the big screen because I know that Trout's seats are behind the end zone because, you yeah. know, Zach Ertz, when he used to play in Philly, he used to throw him the touchdown ball every time or in early October because Trout never makes it to October in his given profession. So he'd be there nice and early. Philly fans are hoping that Harper will be a little busy before he comes back to his next Eagles game, but we'll see. Um, so it's just nice to see. I always like it when guys are a part of the community and go to other teams games in their city i think it's cool that was mean of you what you just said right there it's true i think we're going to be talking about that a little later on in the show but my goodness yeah yeah well let's start with some good news in the northeast for the new york mets who clinched their first playoff berth last night since 2016 max jerzer i guess he's okay if you call six perfect innings off of the injured list unbelievable up in milwaukee oh and by the way he bagged career win number 200 um, what is the biggest difference between last season's flop in Queens and this one, which will be playing meaningful October baseball? Well, dude, there isn't just one. I mean, they have had basically a complete overhaul um, and not just like on the roster, but different things happening as well. Okay. You bring in Scherzer, you bring in Bassett. Okay, that shores up the rotation right there. That adds the extra depth that you know. These are two excellent pitchers. Obviously, Scherzer's a Hall of Famer. Bassett, in his own right, is an incredible pitcher, especially one that you know you you're settling in at like the three or four spot. Like that's a good that's a good three or four for you right there. Okay, Lindor has played much better this year. McNeil has played much better this year. They're like having situational hitting happen for them. They're playing better defense. I guess I will give you the biggest thing though. You need all these guys to perform. Like, you know, you brought in a bunch of guys. I mentioned the pitchers. Then you brought in Canna. You bring in Marte. You bring in Escobar. Like, 
you need them to perform on the field, but you also need them to shore up that clubhouse. And that's exactly what these guys have done. They're high character guys that can ball out on the field also. Some of the numbers, like Escobar's numbers haven't been great. He's been doing it lately. He's been crushing it at the exact right time they need him to. But if we remember last year, the clubhouse was a mess. Like there was all sorts yes. of drama going on. And some of that is, you know, brought up by the New York media and, and you know, probably blown out of proportion. But if anybody can relate to a good work environment and a bad work environment, when you have a good work environment, you're going to get more shit done. Like it's going to be more enjoyable for you. Like you're going to want to be good at your job. And that's exactly what's happened this year. And Buck, Buck Showalter, you have to mention him. He's been a big part of that as well, but like bringing those guys in, um, getting the play on the field, but then also, you know, creating that atmosphere is probably the biggest difference for them. Well, the Mets were unquestionably one of the bigger disappointments of the 2021 season. There was still a lot of talent. They upgraded it, obviously, by bringing in Scherzer first and foremost and then making the trade for Bassett, which lengthened their rotation and at times saved them because they didn't have DeGrom the first half of the year and Scherzer for most of the second half of the year. Um, those three veterans that you talked about positionally, they are as important emotionally to a ball club and being a stabilizing force because if there's a word to describe the Mets since 2016, it's chaotic all over the place in the clubhouse, in the front office, in the manager's seat. Right. I mean, they went from Terry Collins, who was, you know, emotionally could be up and down all over the place a little bit, but he did get him to a world series in 2015. You know, they go to Mickey Calloway. They go to a guy who didn't even get a chance to manage a game in Carlos Beltran. They went to, Luis Rojas, who we all thought, at least certainly I thought, was going to be okay because he had managed so many of these guys in the minor leagues and had a rapport with them, and that blew up in their face. I told you at the beginning of the year what I thought Buck Showalter was going to mean to this franchise. I know that you don't believe in the magic wand waving that some managers do. I do. I think there's a small percentage of guys who can have an impact because they are, I don't know if it's necessarily a calming influence with Buck, but he provided a rudder to the ship, which is something that this franchise has not had. They've had plenty of talent. They just didn't have a direction. It's hard to get from A to B when you're moving like this the entire year. Yeah, and then there are certain times where things arise during the season that you know maybe it would spill over for weeks and weeks. But when you have a clubhouse that is yep. you know airtight like they have, like those things end quickly. Or if you have something good happening, those things can be prolonged. Like, it really is just it's a work environment and one that you spend so much time in. So like it, the possibility for things to go wrong in a clubhouse are there all the time. And like, it's nonstop. Like I said, you're, you're just, you're there every single day. So the importance of having a good clubhouse, and I know we can't quantify it and we kind of like mock this, uh, but listen to every single winning team. You know, they talk about, Hey, we love each other. We love showing to the ballpark. We play for each other. And like winning helps that, you know, if you are a good team, it's going to help your clubhouse atmosphere. But I don't think those those two things always go hand in hand. Like there has to be the right people in your clubhouse. And uh, it seems like this year, the Mets have just like found the right mixture, man. All right. Uh, let's move on to uh, the biggest series matchup that starts tonight. And that'll happen in the American League Central on the south side of Chicago. Guardians currently up four on the Sox. Now, you remember last week, White Sox shortstop Elvis Andrews said that Cleveland will, quote, crumble the closer we get. 
So will Chicago get closer to apply the pressure by the end of this three-game set? They might get closer. I, I don't see them sweeping this. I know that both teams kind of have their pitching lined up, you know, for the Guardians, it's Savale, McKenzie, McKenzie and Bieber. And then for the White Sox, it's Cease, Lynn, and Cueto. So, like, pitching matchups are there. Chicago is a daunting place to go play. But Cleveland just seems like, you know, they ha- – like, the Twins – we're basically in the same position as the White Sox. They had a five-game set against these guys. If they went and balled out, like they, they would, they would have uh, closed the gap sizably. But Cleveland took care of business. Like they seem to be playing carefree, just good baseball. We'll see if the atmosphere intimidates them somewhat because it can be. I mean, this is a young team. You're going into Chicago. There's a lot of veterans over there, and the crowd does play a role in this. Uh, I don't know. I think it might be a little uh, – what is? what am I trying to say? Too little, too late for the White Sox. Like, they need to sweep this series. I just don't see – even if they do, Chris, they're still a game behind with – and they'll have the tiebreaker, so that makes sense. So that'll be good. So basically, they have to sweep. And if they don't sweep, sweep. it's it's probably over. And we know how hard it is to sweep in this league, especially against the Guardian teams. I think they've won like 12 of 14 or 12 of 15 or something like that. So when when the pressure came on them, they've answered the bell. So I don't see why it'd be any different here. I, I think at best the White Sox win two or three here. Well, let me put my Cleveland hat on Please for do. just a second, literally and figuratively. It scares the hell out of me as a Guardians fan. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Only because... Cleveland sports fans are 90% scar tissue. We have been through an awful lot. Exhibit A is what happened 48 hours ago in the city of Cleveland. Browns have a 13-point lead against the Jets with a buck 55 to go, and New York has no timeouts. Teams that had been in that situation had won 2,229 consecutive games when they led by at least that margin with less than two minutes to go. And the Browns blew it. And the previous team to lose it was also the Cleveland Browns. So I'm mixing my sports because Cleveland sports fans are always peering around the next corner, wondering what bus is going to hit them square in the face. So I can just tell you this, that as much joy as I have gotten in watching the youngest team in baseball, hang on to the lead and maybe baseball's shittiest division, but I don't care because it's still my pig that I want to kiss over there. Mm. they have got to win today or tomorrow. If they go into Thursday needing that win to secure the season series and still have a three-game lead when they leave the city of Chicago, people are going to go apeshit. It's critical. (laughs) Somehow they squeeze out one against Cease or Lynn, and Cease has been unbelievable, and Lynn is the emotional spark plug. There's no... No pitcher that pitches with more emotion than Lance Lynn these days. And he has been balling. So am I worried? Yes. Oh, baby. Who's the pressure on? Who do you think the pressure's on? I'll, I'll ask, answer it after you. Well, the pressure's on Chicago because they have to win a game. They have to. But you know, and you're right, that place gets a little spooky. They do the whole Yankee Stadium, Petco Park dim the flicker the lights when the White Sox go deep and you know Elvis Andrews I actually thought it was smart of him to say what he said last week smart because shit who cares if you yeah who cares if it doesn't work out I mean so what 
he could be like, yeah, okay, we were just too far back. But if it works, he looks super smart. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday games. I wish this was a weekend series. I, I believe the place will still be rocking. I'm hoping the place is still rocking. I believe in Southside fans. I really do. And I hope they wear those jerseys too. All right, I'm going to take off my hat. I think the pressure's on the Guardians. <laughs> I swear I do. Do you really? Because if you're the White, if you're the White Sox, it's like, bro, we, we we got a lot to get done. So they don't even really focus on that. It's like, let's just go play, take care of business. Like, a lot of things have to go right for them. So it's almost like yeah. you're playing with house money, kind of. Okay. Gonna be, damn, uh, they'd be the be biggest disappointment, bro. They're, they'd be the biggest disappointment of the year. Yeah. Okay. All right, uh, today's edition of Baseball Today is presented to you by Win Reality, which is the VR baseball training application. It's available on MetaQuest 2, and it gives players access to unlimited game speed reps no matter where they are. You can even use your own bat, which is kind of cool. So what is Win Reality? It is a pitcher library that consists of more than 600 pitchers, ranging all the way down from 8U to the big leagues from the release to the spin to the speed hitters get a chance to study each and every pitch. Then they hit in the real game. Ploof, you have told me before you are sick of the technological advances on the pitching side. There's not enough for hitting. This is something that could actually help you develop as a hitter. It's one of the only things that is going to give us a chance to match what the pitchers are doing. So I really like this. I know a lot of big league teams use this. Most of them do. And then a lot of other amateur teams are using it as well, because we're just trying to play catch up and we're behind the eight by all eight ball all the time. Cause we don't control the variables. This is a way that the variables can become um, easier for you to get over. Yeah. And so here's what it does. When reality gives players on all levels, a variety of workouts, they're focused on pitch recognition, timing, and decision-making. So you're thinking, well, really, who heck uses it? First of all, a majority of baseball teams, major league teams, including Paul Goldschmidt, who, from what I hear, is having a decent season. It's yeah. used by hundreds of colleges across the nation. The batters love it, obviously. Coaches love it. Parents love it because they get to see their kids improve. So go use this revolutionary tool. It is so nice because you don't need somebody to throw you BP. Good luck trying to find somebody who's going to throw you a, a yacker or something, you know, 91 on the black. Good luck with that. So just go sign up, winreality.com slash today. Let's see you improve your game. The uh, Rail Riders, my youth team, would like uh, to use that. If it goes to 8U, oh. I'm ready, Win Reality. I don't know what Aaron Judge has been using, but it's mm. working. He continues his pursuit of 61, of 60 homers, then 61 homers, then an American League record of 62 homers. That will happen at the boogie down tonight against the Pittsburgh Pirates. The big news that could happen later this week is on Friday, Yankees take on the Red Sox. That is an exclusive Apple TV game. Andrew Marchand of the New York Post is reporting that Major League Baseball will not make any reparations to move that also to a linear TV game. So it will just be streamed at this point. Is that the smart move by baseball? I mean, what are you going to do at this point? I mean, you have contracts like these things like are worth a lot of money to teams. So they, they, they love what they're doing. You can't just up and take that away from Apple TV. I understand why people... You know, there's a lot of people who don't have Apple TV um, 
But the good thing about it is, is you can go and get it for free. I think Dan just put there is a free seven day trial, $4.99 a month after that. So like people have access to this. I don't think we need to move it. I think MLB network is going to be going in live for all of his at bat. So if you don't have Apple TV and you only have cable, go I don't do know that. if that's true for, I don't know if that's true for it's, Friday night's it, game. It 100% is going to be true. That will be the biggest mistake they'll ever do on that network. What are you going to be showing on Friday night that you can't show Aaron judges historic chase for the home run record in the AL? Like, come on guys. Like that has to happen. It's going to happen. So I don't think they need to change it. Like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like it's, it's, these are worth money to the teams and, in, and then in turn worth money to the players. Like this is, this is kind of how the business side of it works. So like, you know, is it ideal? No, like it should be on, you know, a, a channel that everybody gets. I don't even think everybody gets the yes network. So that's not even really the appropriate answer for it either. Um, I guess you know, one of the major networks maybe, but then you have to disrupt all that programming. So I think them sticking with it is the way to go. I'm kind of happy for some of the guys that are going to be on the call for that. You know, I think uh, on Friday, Steven Nelson, it's Katie Nolan and Hunter Pence. Like these guys are all kind of like establishing themselves like in the broadcast world. And they're, they might have a chance to like call one of the bigger moments in history. Like this is awesome. So, you know, I get why some people might be upset about it, but as long as MLB network is going into the at-bats, which they should be, if they're not, I can't even describe like how bad that is for the sport. I think it's okay. Well, as far as who's calling it, that's, that doesn't matter to me. Like I know there's a lot of New York fans who are like, well, Michael Kay and John Sterling should have the, you know, I mean, Sterling's still obviously going to call it on radio, but Michael Kay wouldn't have the opportunity. And as big a moment as it would be for Michael, as nice as it would be for his career, that part I, I put to the side because that's whatever happens with the national schedule happens with the national schedule, right? You've got, it could happen on Sunday night baseball too. So what? I have a question. Can't Michael K just like call it from somewhere and they can use the broadcast just so you have the call. I, I guess he's not calling. We've done game, re- We did remote for the last two years, three years. Like I guess I, I don't know that that feels a little clunky to me unless he's hmm. actually setting up there at the booth. And then you're talking about bringing in additional people and spending money. My big point here is this. If this were the NFL and they had a chance for a record breaking opportunity, they would give it to as many people as possible. And here's the example. 15 seasons ago, the Patriots and giants were supposed to play the last regular season game. Hear me out here. exclusively on NFL Network, which was not in as many homes as Fox or any of the other networks that were carrying football at the time, okay? The league said, screw it. We're also putting it on national TV outside of NFL Network so that everybody could see this game. So NFL Network, you are going to simulcast. I was not working at the network work then a lot of my buddies were and they were like wow that was deflating us we had a chance to really put nfl network because it was still kind of in its infancy at the time to really put nfl network on the map and so baseball's thinking well this is a great chance for our deal from with apple tv to really go 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 i'm just going to tell you here's how it's going to play out if he's at 61 and they get to friday night all people are going to do is bitch and moan instead of celebrate judge's accomplishment if it happens on Friday night and not enough people can see it. I'm just telling you what I mean, you need a to do is yeah. 
what you need to do is say, okay, let's go put up for bidding uh, a, a network in New York, whether it's yes, or I don't know if PIX still does it, if that's who it is. Like, if you want that game, make a bid. And then Major League Baseball and Apple can split those, that money that comes in. And it's got to be on in New York because it's not going to be on in bars. It's not going to be on in bars. And on a Friday night in New York, people go out in bars. And if you want to hide them from history, good. Just keep it on Apple TV. If you want to do the smart thing, you'll open it up. I get that. I understand that. The difference is like Apple is paid for these games. So like, I don't think they want to share them because they're trying to draw people to them as well. I mean, that's the whole point of it. So like if NFL network made that decision on their behalf, their own behalf. And like now I don't think MLB can just go do that until Apple. Sorry. Like we're going to simulcast this and Hey, we'll, we'll throw you a few bones extra, but we're going to put it on. Yes. Or whatever. It's just not going to happen. So, I mean, look, I get, I, I understand the frustration. Like we do need eyeballs on the sport. I don't love that all these different streaming networks have games. I don't love that. Like I think that it just makes it difficult for people to even find where the game is going to be played. Like, yeah. So that's, I don't love the situation, but the situation is what it is. And I don't think it's going to change as MLB network just needs to put the freaking at bats on. That's it. That's the solution. Okay. Because what else you need to watch the rest of the game? Do you? No. You don't. You don't need to watch the rest of a meaningless Yankees Red Sox game. Dude, you put, need to watch. Okay, I got it. Fans. I got it. I got it. I got it. Michael okay. K. Go to where, where's MLB Network? Secaucus? Is that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go to Secaucus, bro, and call his live ABs from there. Why can't we do that? It's still weird if Michael Why? K wouldn't be at Yankee Stadium. Why don't you do cut ins? Listen, he does the K Rod cast. Why doesn't he do cut ins on ESPN that night? Why don't, why don't, perfect. We're finding solutions now. Here we go. Yeah. We're finding solutions. So what is, what's the difference between what you're saying and what I'm saying? You're like, no, no, no. Apple TV has to hold everybody prisoners because they're trying to build a business. It's not the game. But that's all anybody wants to see anyways. If you could pay, even if you were just a Yankee fan, wouldn't you just pay five bucks to watch Aaron judge hit four times or five times, you know, what on Friday night? I, I know Dan's throwing in some notes. I know I'm looking, I'm reading the chat right now. Look, I, I look, this is, it's just a situation people. Show. So yeah, I just want to read this real quick. K did okay. Santa's show that if it happens during the K rod cast, he will do a straight up call. Okay. Well, that's different. We got to get to Sunday first. He might hit three homers in between now and then. What'd you, let's do one more thing. And then that's it. Just prepare for it you understand the situation so this is something that you can't miss which i, I believe these are bats i told you 59 now he's a bats or can't miss if this is something you can't miss and, and friday night comes around and he's at still 59 or he's at 60 or 61 plan for it like just know this is the situation i know but we're we're a country that doesn't like to be interrupted hey listen we work for a streaming network this is what we do we believe in it and, you know, I hope that you go get Apple TV and try it out for free. And if you like it, then you can pay the five bucks a month if you want to after that. That's up to you. And obviously, it's never been easier to figure out than ever before. NFL went through this with Amazon last week. It's just there's there's some issues with it sometimes. By the way, I will say this. As the Apple broadcasts have not been great this year, um, the pictures are amazing. If you haven't watched them, the technology nice. they've got is 
killer. So it is great. It is great. You know what, Chris? Let's quickly move on. Yeah, what? Let me say something right now. I'm just going to put this out there. I'm going to be calling games Please next do. year somewhere. I don't know where, but I'm going to be calling games somewhere next year. So it, when that happens, make sure you just watch me. That's what everyone wants, right? Shit, yeah. <laughs> I'm on board. Let's do it. Me All and right, you. Let's uh, quickly move on to this one. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'll do it with you. No question. Now, it might be Blitzball games, but we'll see. Uh, Astros clinched the AL West and a first-round bye last night. Congratulations to them. Which American League team is best suited to make a World Series run without the bye, meaning they have to play in that wild card round and just go? Um, you're going to get me in trouble with Mariners fans now because I'm always in trouble with Mariners fans. Um, it's the Toronto Blue Jays. And I'm actually not supposed to even say the T. People have been mad at me because I say Toronto. It's Toronto. Uh, but I believe the Blue Jays are our best fit. I think the lineup is very long. We got some guys really showing up when they need to show up. You can go Manoa, Gossman, Stripling. Stripling's been really good this year. I don't think people realize how good he's been. Uh, I like the bullpen. So, like, I think they're the most they're the most like complete team that's not going to get the bye. And, and Fangraphs agrees with me. How about that? I checked that out. Hmm. Uh, even though I picked Toronto to win the World Series earlier this year, and I, I might even still go with them, I think it is Seattle because of that starting pitching, right? So you've got a best of three. Let's play out the worst-case scenario. You go three games. So you've gone Castillo, you've gone Robbie Ray, and you've gone Kirby probably is my guess to get that game three. If Or you go Logan Gilbert. So if you win that and then you got to turn it around, and if you play the Yankees or the Astros, then you go Logan Gilbert in game one, and then you go back to Castillo. That ain't bad. Like, I'm I'm feeling pretty good. You mentioned Ross Stripling. He would actually probably be the fourth pitcher. So it might be Barrios is that third game You guy. think they put Barrios in the three spot there? Regardless, it's either Barrios or Stripling, and then you'd have to start the other guy in game one. Okay? You could piggyback, you like, piggyback somebody there. I mean, the – the fourth guy will be on a very short leash. There'll be two guys ready to go, some long ready to go. That's hey, how it'll Logan play. Logan Gilbert ain't on no short leash, brother. Yeah, no, that I'm saying for to, Toronto. But yeah, I mean, like, see, those are both really good options. I just had to pick one. Right. Chris. That's what you make me do here. I know. Now, the other thing is if the White Sox sneak in here and take the AL Central from the Guardians, then you can go Lucas Giolito as game one because I don't think that he gets the ball in one of those three games. I just. You think, I think that, at this point yeah. you'd go Cueto ahead of him, wouldn't you? Because Kopech's hurt. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah. A lot of these teams I have those know. decisions, you know, like guys they brought in have been performing well, or you ha- guys haven't been performing well as as of late. So, like these are the decisions the managers have to make. Yeah, and plus, I love Seattle's bullpen. They've got like five guys who have an ERA under three. They're not huge strikeout dudes, most of them, but good enough. And I think that they, you know, they've gotten it done all year. The one thing that worries me is that their lineup's been banged up a little bit. Lineup's been banged Juarez, up. Yep. J-Rod, Cal Raleigh, who's been great as a power guy behind the dish this year. That's the only thing that scares me a little bit about Seattle. But maybe if they can clinch a spot, they don't care whether they're, three, uh, you know, four, five, or six. They care that they just make it for the first time in 21 years. Maybe they can rest those guys up the final week of the year and get healthy. But we'll see. Oh. Fascinating. Uh, last thing here on the podcast and YouTube side, Hunter Green of the Reds got three signed jerseys from three Cardinals legends when they just recently played them. Yadi Molina, who just signed his name on the number four, Albert Pujols, who put a bunch of his accolades 
There's not really enough space on the number five in order for him to really write a good resume. And then Adam Wainwright, the lone double-digit guy, used both the five and the zero to write all sorts of interesting stuff on it. Uh, did you like the approach that Pujols and Wainwright had or just the simple Yachty signature? It's it's fascinating uh, to see what guys do because, you know, once you do start stacking those accolades, uh, you have to kind of pick and choose what you do. Like, I love when guys make the Hall of Fame and it's just like HOF in the year. They don't have to list everything else because this says it all. Uh, but I appreciate when guys uh, put all their stuff. It, it kind of like reminds you of where in the career you got the um, you got the autograph. Like I have a, a Mike Trout bat, and I think I got it maybe 2015. So or maybe even before that, it was when he'd only won one MVP. So yeah, he just one. wrote that year in the MVP, and uh, so like now I know like oh that's when I got it. But here, let me show you something right here because I feel like a little special now that I saw Hunter Green with this. Oh, this is cute. Show and tell. Oh, you've got a Yadi Molina jersey. Yadi Molina, and Trevor it says, "True Trevor Plouffe, God bless," and he signed it for me. Interesting. So I feel kind of special that he personalized it to me and said, you know, for God to bless me. But dude, now, that's one of the best you, things about being a big leaguer. It doesn't matter if you're a yeah. scrub, if you're a, a dude, if you buy a jersey and you send it over and have people sign it, like, what an opportunity, right? Hey, real quickly, if you're Hunter Green and Albert Pujols reaches 700, do you somehow get that jersey back to him and say, can do you mind writing 700 club on there too? No, <laughs> probably not. Maybe you just a Sharpie, just like put it in yourself. Dude, he should have just grooved a couple when he faced him, you know, like <laughs> groove a hundred. So he could from... <laughs> take something off. Here's 90. His first 12, his, his last start, his first 12 pitches were over 100 miles an hour. So unreal. Uh, what do you have coming up on John Boy Media? You know, uh, our recap episode for Talking Baseball is out. We're recording our midweek episode today it's me jake and our good dude jerry blevins i believe we're going to do a draft of like the potential playoff teams and then do a point system to see where we end up oh, i like so that. a lot of fun a fun episode we, we've been going hard like real deal baseball in the freaking in the dirt yeah take a breath and i think today we just want to have some fun yeah blevins will be in for you on uh, thursday's show so that should be good uh, once again, the Tyler Glass now episode is out. Got a lot of buzz, obviously, with the way he was plans to pitch to Aaron Judge if he sees him in October. Uh, talks about his contract extension, uh, having fun back in the minor leagues, all sorts of stuff. So go check it out. And then I got Austin Hedges coming out on Thursday. He's always a blast. He is super interesting, dude. Um, for our extraordinary one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, and Trevor Plouffe. God bless him, according to Yachty Molina. I am Chris Rose. We will see you Wednesday on Baseball Today.